Welcome to the Center of Excellence Sales Podcast. I am your host, Tim Genovese, Director at Oz Marketing, and sadly, still sales noob. <laughs> still sales noob, Tim. 20, 20 plus episodes. He's looking and, for a title. And I've yet to sell something. <laughs> we'll get there, though. With me, as usual, we have Oliver Young, Operations Director at the Young Automotive Group, and J.D. Diz Bradley, Boom. Corporate Trainer with the Center of Excellence. The Diz. I'm here. I'm the here. The Diz. The Diz. Uh, we're, we're back to the OG. No guests today, just the three of us, <laughs> yeah. but I think we can still spin out something spectacular. As a matter of fact, I'm going to promise you that you are going to get something really fantastic Uh-oh. at the end of this <laughs> podcast. So, Thanks for uh, setting the bar. Setting the bar really oh, high. I appreciate hey, that. Hey, uh, I have always heard overpromise, 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 right? That's what we want to do. We always want to overpromise. Oh, snap. Uh-oh. No? Okay. Well, no. <laughs> let's just move forward with that one. Yeah. All right, well, let's let's talk about it. What, what have I done wrong? So today, what we wanted to talk about, and I think it's a really important subject in sales, is the ability to um, under-promise and over-deliver. This is why I'm still in here. Yeah, you had it backwards. <laughs> right. The heck happened there? Now, um, and a lot of times we'll say this, right? We want to under-promise, over-deliver, right? And and we we use it as almost a mantra that like, this is what we do. But a lot of people don't do this. First, why, why do you guys feel like it is so important to under-promise and over-deliver in sales? God, I mean, can I take this, Tim? Yeah, no, please uh, you know have I, at I, it. I, the thing is, is I think that... Um, under-promising and over-delivering. I think just the art of over-delivering ties into customer service. And there's such a heavy emphasis on taking care of your guests, taking care of your guests. All the customer's always right. Take care of the customer. And so it's like you're saying, it's super easy to say, right? Uh, just under-promise and over-deliver because we're all about that experience. And I, and, I, and I think it goes hand in hand with what companies out there today are really trying to do. They are 100% now hyper focused on the customer um, because of technology, the ability to leave a Yelp or a Google review or uh, right fill out a survey that uh, uh, an under promise over deliver uh, type of philosophy is something that goes hand in hand with what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah. And I, and when I think about this, I think about value, right? So when I pay for a product, I expect the value of my money, right? And whenever it's here's $10 for $10 of product back, it becomes all about the money. When I give you $10, but I get $12 back in value in my head, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. I'm getting a, I'm getting a credible, incredible deal because they took care of me. Right now, the $12 in value doesn't have to be $10 in expense or anything like that. It just goes above and beyond and creates something different for that person, right? You're building additional value that they didn't even expect and it, and it creates a loyal customer. Yeah. And so when you are able to over deliver on your promises, all of a sudden you gain that loyal following that, that you need to as a sales professional to, to succeed. And it sounds simple. It sounds pretty simple. But why is it so hard? Why don't people do it? Exactly. That's So first, I wanted to talk about why people don't do it. Why do you guys feel like people don't over-deliver? Man, I, th- I, th- I think people just, uh, maybe they get caught up in the moment of the transaction itself. 
And so they just don't think about the ramifications of not doing it, right? Um, I also think that people go in, uh, we were talking about this earlier, people go in with the best of intentions. So they're like, I'm going to serve my customer. I'm going to take care of them. I am the best at building value. And then all of a sudden, there's just this massive lack of follow-up. And like I said, I don't think that most people that are in a, an industry where you depend on customers or guests get up in the morning and go, you know what? How can I make all my customers so absolutely pissed off today that they're going to give me a bad review? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't think that anybody gets up with that mindset, but it happens. Yeah. Well, and what I would say is a lot of people like to talk, especially that are in the car industry sure. Or, sure. or sorry, let me say in any sales industry. Says, yeah, for sure. Sales. They like to talk and talking is easy. And so when they're talking with somebody to make somebody happy, they talk their way into over promises. Oh, we can do that. Oh, that's easy. That's not a big deal. And they just talk into these over promised, uh, uh, into a corner where they over promise and they know they can't say they, they know they can't now in their head. I think they legitimately think, no, no, no I could probably do that. But then when, when it comes down to it, they don't have the processes in place to really do what they just said. Mm. Um, and I, so I feel like first it's a function of somebody just talking too much. Yeah. Um, and words are cheap and action really is what it comes down to. So, uh, I, I think that's the main reason why people overpromise and underdeliver because they overestimate and talk too much. You know, I've actually had that happen where I had a, a sales professional do that very thing. It was a, it was almost a, like a casual conversation that we had. And he kept saying, absolutely, we'll take care of you. We can do that. Oh, yeah, for sure. We've done things like that before. But then all of a sudden, when it came to black and white and putting it down on paper, like saying, drawing up a contract, all of a the sudden, these limitations started showing up. And they're like, well, we can't do that. We can't do that. But by that time, I was so deep into this process that I had I had vested enough of time that I was like, well, I, I got to do this. Yep. You've got to still move forward. Yeah. But you know you're not getting what you were yeah, originally promised. Yeah, what is that? Right. And, and of your interactions with this kind of stuff, would you say 80% or what percentage are over-promise and under-deliver versus the opposite? What would you guys say? I, I would say in, in my experience as a, as a shopper, consumer, as a yeah. consumer um, I, I would say it's definitely less than 30% of the time do I get a, an under-promise over-deliver. More often than not, I get promise and deliver, and that's just fine. That's acceptable. And probably 30 or so percent of the time, I get total over-promise, under-deliver. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say 50% of the time, I'm generally over-promised and under-delivered. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys have that same feeling. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, a lot um, of the time, yeah. I'd say it's half-half. And then I would say uh, like 40% is where I get that normal. That, okay, this was good. Yeah, this was fine. Th this was fine. I got what I asked mm -hmm. for, right? And then there's that 10% of times that you can think back and you're like, they promised me at this date and I got it that early. And you just get blown away. And you're blown <laughs> away. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and your experience, those are the experiences that you go to other people and you're like, I was blown away. But when you look through it, you notice patterns that they had a plan to be able to set you up 
so that you you were under promised and then over delivered. And and it's very intentional. They didn't walk in thinking we're going to under promise and over or they, or they didn't walk in without a plan to do that. Right. Yeah. And they they had a specific plan on how to under promise and over deliver. So, let's talk about how how do you do that? How do you under promise and over deliver? Ooh, you know, Boy, I think you, like you're saying, when when you hit on having a plan to do it, um, I think most people don't even have it really laid out before them on on how they're going to do that. I think they want to do it. Like I said, I think there's intention, there's good intent there, but I don't think that they have a, a dialed process, yeah. right, to where they can they they well at least let me let me back up. At least they don't know their process well enough that they can go, okay, from a time frame standpoint, products, goods, or services were sold here. And if I have the ability to communicate, if I know my process so well, and I can communicate the right type of time frame, when things are going to happen, this weird, strange timeline with every sale, then then I think they can better maybe accomplish the, 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 un, the, the yeah. under-promise and the over-deliver part of it. A hundred percent, right? So if... Uh, so first you have to know your process. You have to know exactly what is going to happen, how long it's going to take, what value you're putting into it. And you have to look and say, okay, in order to sell the customer, I have to sell them on 90% of the value. The last 10% of the value has to be shown after the fact. Right. Right. Because then that would be over delivering. Right. Right. So let's say uh, a good example might be running a car through your the service lane. Right. Let's say you're a service advisor. Oil change. So an oil change. Right. You have an oil change come in. You go over exactly what you're going to do. You don't tell them you're going to wash their car. Right. But your process might be that you're going to wash their car. Sure. Right. But you don't tell them that. And at the end of it, when you come out, you say, hey, we found some time. We actually went ahead and washed your car. Yeah. Right. All of a sudden, you know, your process would would allow you to wash the car that time. And when you came out, all of a sudden, boom, they're like, whoa, and you washed my car. Right. Little things like that. A a good example, um, uh, knowing your process. Right. So if I know it's going to take 45 minutes to do this transaction, and I walk up and I say, look, this will take about an hour, right? And you set a, set a timer and you get them through for 45 minutes. In their head, they think it's going to take an hour and boom, they're out by 45 minutes. You yeah. just, but it's because you knew the process. Yeah. Know the process, yeah. And Absolutely. If, I, you know, if I'm sitting there and you told me hour, I've already planned it. You know, as as a guest or a customer, or I'm waiting for something, I'm already telling myself, okay, I've got to separate this hour. This is how long it's going to take. Yep. And if all of a sudden I'm 15 minutes out early, well, wow. Yeah, absolutely. Can I tell you who's the ma- who's the master at this? Scotty from Star Trek. Scotty. Oh, Scotty. We're chief, going chief, into Star Trek. Chief engineer. Sweet. Chief engineer is. of the there USS Enterprise. He over, uh, sorry, under promises, over delivers a hundred percent of the time. Has a reputation as a miracle. Aren't they worker. always asking him? Uh, we okay, need I need speed. To, yeah. 
I need to understand how. So, yes. Because I am a Star Trek moron. So, so there's there's a particular episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation where Scotty from the original series uh, ends up on the Next Generation Enterprise. Yeah, he about, came from the future. About, about eighty years later. Or the past. He came from, from the, the past. past. Yeah, Absolutely, exactly. I remember that. And uh, it's in the nineties, uh, bro. Uh, Captain Picard asks uh, Chief Engineer Geordi LaForge, uh, "How long is this going to take?" And Geordi LaForge says, "It'll be about four hours." The captain leaves, and Scotty asks him, "And now, how long is it really going to take?" And Geordi says, "It'll be about four hours." And Scotty says, "What? What do you mean? You don't? You don't?" Over, over overbid the time on this. It's what you do is you tell them that it's going to be four hours when it's really going to be two hours, and then you secure <laughs> your reputation as a miracle worker. Yeah, and and it's exactly it's exactly how good sales professionals think. They first you have to understand your process absolutely because if you don't understand your process, you don't know what it's going to take. Right. Second, you have to plan. You have to plan for your over or your uh, under promises and over deliveries, right? So you have to say, okay, what in which ways can I say, hey, Mr. Customer, this is going to take 30 minutes, but really, you know, in the back of your head, it's only going to take 10, right? And you get it done in 10, they're like, wow, that was quick. So let's right. let's apply this to um, you know may, maybe outside of the the service world. Apply it to uh, like a vehicle purchase, an actual vehicle purchase. How how am I or any any purchase out there whatsoever um, with how transparent everything is on the internet with my ability to quickly shop online and and say oh, this other company says that they can do this thing in 45 minutes or they can give me this particular value. How do I deal with that anxiety that my under-promises are being under, are, are essentially underselling what I'm actually delivering uh, com- compared to what maybe a competitor is offering? So what you're asking, let me make sure I understand the question sure. first. You're it asking, was really muddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're asking... That was a long so, way. So that people don't see the fake through the under-promise over-deliver, right? More, more so, uh, let's, uh, someone, a competitor is offering the full 100% value, and I'm offering the 90% value with the anticipation that I'm going to yep. over-deliver that extra 10%. So, and that's the key. The reason why we fall in this over-promise, under-deliver is because we feel like we always need to stay up with a competition. Mm-hmm. And we do in certain areas, right? Price. If you don't get to there on price, you're probably not going to get the call. So you have to get the call, but there's other areas in which we can find the ways to under promise and over deliver. Uh, an example would be like our five year maintenance, mm-hmm. right? Right. Let's say at the end of the v- purchase of the vehicle, you say, Hey, and one of the great things is, is you get five years maintenance with this vehicle. Holy crap. I didn't even realize that that was a part of it. Right. Right. That is under promising over delivering, right? And you took price out of the equation. Exactly. Right? Sure. Sure. And, and and but you're figuring out ways to underpromise and then kind of add that value right at the end. So you really have to think this stuff through yeah. well yeah. well ahead of time. It, it, I think it boils down really to setting the expectations for your customer. So if if you're with a guest, whether whatever goods or services you sell, if you're not setting the right and proper expectations based on mm-hmm. your plan yep. or your process, um, you're you're going to fail more often than not. Um, another thing I wanted to mention was um, a good way um, for you, Tim, to be able to weed through the people that have a tendency to say, well, we're doing this and this other company is only doing 90%. 
I think that boils down to taking a step back and doing a little research, mm-hmm. um, reviews, surveys, all those things have always been such a solid telltale. That's why it's so important to underpromise and overdeliver now, because people will talk, sure. right? And and if you and if you look hard enough, and let's say that you're the person that's saying, "Ah, oh, man, I, I really want to communicate," you know, ninety percent of my process because this extra ten percent is going to come after, and it's really going to kill it. Um, you're going to see the person that's offering all these things and 100% of the process, you'll see the chatter. Mm-hmm. You'll see mm-hmm. what's being said about them. You'll know if they are people that under-promise and over-deliver. Yeah, you'll, absolutely. It, the proof is there. Sure. Yeah. So so you need to you need to not only have your own plan and have your own processes dialed in, but you, you need to know really what you have that they don't have. 100%. And, and these, these are the things that you can over-deliver yeah. on. And I think what's really important is to understand, and I like what the word uh, JD uses, expectations. What you're trying to do is figure out where your customer's expectations are, pin them yeah. to where they, they they think they should be, and then try to go above those expectations and deliver something higher. Yeah. Right? So if they if if the expectation, oh, it's gonna be roughly an hour, and they're like, Yeah, that makes sense. It's an hour makes sense, right? And then you go, okay. But in the in the back of my head, I know this is only gonna be half an hour. You're you're gonna set up their expectations for an hour and then deliver in a half. Right. And all of a sudden, wow, they overpromised and delivered. But in, but when we don't know our process, when we don't have a plan, what do we do? Hey, uh, this is just going to take a little bit of time. We'll, we'll get you take care. We'll of. update you during the process. What right? does little bit of time mean? I don't know. I, it could be 10 minutes. <laughs> right, in my right. head. You didn't even cl- set clear expectations and you just started running. And so they, you neither overpromised or underpromised. You just, you're leaving it up to the customer, but really we should, Again, under promise and then find ways to over deliver. And I would say the last part of this is the wow factor, right? And I, and there's a podcast earlier that we did about the wow factor. Signature move. Yeah, that signature move, right? Find that signature move that shows that going above and beyond that, that expectation. And so that's what I think will help us to under promise and over deliver and build additional value for our customers. And this this is how your this also goes into, you know, generating your book of business as well that we talked about. Now you're creating raving fans and these raving fans are going to to give you referrals. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You know what's so funny is this all reduces down to treating people the way they deserve to be treated. Mm-hmm. And when we're Absolutely. conducting business, you think about how you want to be taken care of, how you want to be treated and what wows you. And if you can align all of those things and those feelings on how you would want to be treated with your guests that are coming in, man, you, you are, you got a leg up on the competition. Yep. Absolutely. I love it. Do we have a, uh, uh, what, an assignment? What's the word I'm looking yes. for here? Yes. 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 Let's get some homework yeah, in absolutely. here. Absolutely. So the one thing I, I was, you know, as I was thinking through this, I was saying, dig into your process and try to find three ways in which you could set expectations and then beat those expectations every single time, right? Whether it be love it. A, a time, whether it be money, whether it be a product, whether it be a little gift, right? There's ways to set expectations and then beat them. And so write those three down um, because that'll that'll help you understand your process and have a plan to do it and create a wow factor. 
Love it. Fantastic. All right. It's it's time for Tim's copious notes. Oh, baby. Oh, copious yeah. Notes. All right. Get so it. we're talking about under-promising and over-delivering. This is all about building value, not just building value, but building unexpected value. Uh, we talked a, a little bit about the reason why people don't do this. It's, it's because talking is easy. Everybody's got the best intentions. Uh, we're inclined to try to make people happy, and words are the easiest way to do that, but talk is cheap. Action is uh, a little bit more difficult. Um, so the way that we're going to approach this is we're going to have a plan to do it. We need to know our processes very well, and we need to plan for those over-deliveries. We're selling the customer on 90% of the value, and that last 10% is going to be the over-deliver. We need to find out what the customer's expectations are. We need to set them and make them clear and then go above and beyond that. Um, one way that we might do this is to research uh, some of the competition, find out what it is that we don't have or that they don't have, that we have, that we can uh, over-deliver on. Uh, and then finally, we want to apply that wow factor at the very end. This is your signature move. This is this is the ec- extra little bit. It's the cherry on top. Um, it, it's the thing that's going to make a raving fan out of your customers. Uh, and finally, we just want to treat people the way that they deserve to be treated. Everybody's human. We all just want to be treated fairly. Wow. Did we just go through all of that? That, that was a quick... That, yeah, we got a lot in a little bit of time, but, but I think it's... <laughs> Gold. It's good. It's good stuff. All right. Giggity. Well, uh, as usual, guys, uh, I, I appreciate uh, everything that you've got that you've brought to the table. Uh, for anybody listening, if you haven't already gone on to iTunes and rated us and uh, left a review, please do that and share this podcast with your friends, your family, your coworkers, uh, your your neighbors, and uh, anybody who could who could stand a little bit of sales advice. Um, and then uh, finally, if you do have any questions for us, if you've got ideas for future topics, send us an email at podcast at youngcoe.com. All right. We'll see you next time. Take it easy. 